Yo, what up? Welcome to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice calling out, saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I hope y'all having a great day this morning, this evening, or this night. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know where I'm speaking at, but I know this voice is going to carry out through generations. And hey, I just want you to know that God loves you and God has a plan for your life. He has a wonderful plan for your life. I don't know what they look like, but I know it's the best plan that you can get. And if you're going through a lot of things right now, I just want you to know God is giving you those mountains to build your faith. It's the underground. Let's go. I know sometimes the mountains are hard to climb. We walk by faith and oftentimes we're blind. It's working for my good, is what they say. Yeah. But I can't see you thought it's in my way. Why bother? One diamond without pressure. With the flowers even bloom, without a little rain. Yeah. I hear you. And I can move if I I don't. Cause I give no taste Yes, I give no taste to you I give no taste to you So you can go higher So you can go higher Yes, Gemma right there by Sean C. Johnson's Mountains, Sean C. Johnson Mountains. Man, again, I thank y'all for coming out, coming out again to uh, the underground, lending your ear. I don't know who shared this with you, but I'm glad that they did. Glad you decided to take a couple of minutes out of your day to listen to the word of God. This is where repentance start. This is where the foundation is being laid. This is where darkness covers the earth. It's the underground where the word of God is going to be placed in your heart. And repentance starts to happen. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus said, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is it that we have to repent from? That's what we're going to be talking about today, our sinful nature. 
some things we got to repent for from our sinful rage, sinful nature. We was born in this, y'all. We was born in this. Psalms 51 and verse 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Man. So we was born into this thing. It's in our DNA. It's in our nature. You see what I'm saying? Romans 7, 18 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Who can understand it? Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Galatians 5.19-21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident. Okay? And what are those works? Sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You see these mountains that we have in front of us? See these mountains that we got to go over, tear down as we live this life? Do you see why we need to repent and accept Christ into our hearts so he can help us over these mountains of sexual immorality, of idolatry, of sorcery, of jealousy, of anger, or envy, drunkenness? We can't do that by ourselves. There's no way we'll be able to do that by ourselves. But this is why God sent his free gift that he was talking about in Romans 6 and 23. That free gift of God is, eter is eternal life in Christ Jesus. This is the gift that you ought to receive. The gift that keeps on giving. It's not your American black card. The gift that keeps on giving is Christ. And he would give you the strength to face these mountains that you're going to face in your life. These mountains you're going to face in your life. See, this is the reason why I want us to embrace and, and face the reality of who we are as humans. We need to embrace these things. We need to embrace these scriptures. Two-step with these scriptures. Line dance with these scriptures. Slow dance with these scriptures. Whatever you got to do to get familiar with them. Meditate on these scriptures because it helps you see the reality of where we are.
some of us are creating things, creating illusions to get away from the truth of these verses. The truth of these verses. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. That's truth. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. I don't care how much you uh, put over that or try to hide that. The truth is our heart is desperately sick when we are brought into this world. And there's only one gift that can save it. And according to scripture, it's Jesus Christ. And according to get that gift, we have to repent. That's why he's calling on all men to repent. Black man, white man, Chinese man, Latino man, Brazilian man, African man, Nigerian man, Jamaican man. Everybody has to repent. That's a commandment. He's commanding all everywhere to repent. We're hiding y'all behind things because we don't want to face the reality of these scriptures. A lot of us are hiding behind our looks. We hide behind our looks. We hide behind how our hair look. We hide behind how our face look. We hide behind how our body look. We got the right clothes to hide behind. We got the right jewelry to hide behind. We get certain surgery to hide behind. What are we hiding? We are hiding that our hearts are deceitful above all things. That's what we're hiding. We were hiding that we have fallen short of the glory of God. We were trying to hide from these things. We're hiding. We're hiding behind our degrees. We're hiding behind what college we went to. We're hiding behind our business. Business. We're hiding behind our marriages. We're hiding behind the church you go to, the ministry you're in, or your ministry title. You're hiding behind because you're a bishop. You're hiding behind your title of an evangelist. You're hiding behind your title of a pastor. You're hiding behind your title of a deacon. You're hiding behind your title of the board member, the usher board member. You're hiding behind these titles to cover up that your heart is still deceitfully wicked. We can't hide from these things. A lot of us are hiding behind our money. We use our money as a, as a, a cover-up. We use our relationships as a cover-up because the heart is so desperately sick. We're so desperately needing of a savior, which is Jesus Christ, no other. There's no savior between man, scripture says, but by Jesus Christ. Let me look up that verse real quick. I know God want me to go, hold on, right quick. See, every once in a while, yeah, I, I get a verse that just pops in my mind and I have to go to it because I know the Holy Spirit is wanting me to uh, 
say this verse into the universe. You know, everybody's speaking things into the universe except the word of God. We speaking positivity in the universe. We speaking, uh, uh, I don't know, all these other things. We, you know, speak it into the universe. Speak it into the existence. Speak the word of God too. You know, that's what we need to be speaking. Because that right there go live forever, y'all. The word of God go live forever. First Timothy and two and five, this is the verse right here. It says, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We can't get away from that. Why did scripture say, why did God say that? If he said that there's only one man between God and man, and that man is Christ Jesus, where's all these other things coming from? Let me guess, man made that up, right? The white man made that up. That's what most of us are going to say. Man put that in there, that there's only uh, one man who can save us, which is Christ. Well, you can gamble on that. If you're a gambling person, go ahead and gamble. You want to gamble your soul on that? Go ahead. But the scripture is clear right here. It says 1 Timothy 2 and 5. Let me speak this into the existence. Let me speak this into the universe. Let me speak this positive, positive affirmation out there. This positive affirmation is coming from 1 Timothy 2 and 5. It says, for there is only... There is one God. First of all, he letting you know there's only one God. There's only one me. I don't know where all these other guys coming from. One God, Jehovah, that's me. I sit alone. I'm all alone. I don't have no friend, no new friends. I'm still just the one God. No new friends, no new friends. It's just me. It's been me. One God. So he gone. He, he, he just letting you know right there. It's just, just one of me. So I don't know where all these other guys coming from, but I'm letting y'all know in 1 Timothy 2, 5, it's just one of me. Ain't nobody beside me. Can't nobody roll like me. Can't nobody be like me. Can't nobody create like me. Can't nobody speak like me. Can't nobody keep their promises like me. Nah, I'm just God. Yeah, oh, nah, I don't need no help either. Nah, I got this. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm that, I, yeah, I'm that dude. God say, yeah, yeah, I'm that God. That's me. Yeah, I flex. I, yeah, I can flex if I want to, but I keep it humble. But I do flex. You can just read my Bible. I flex a couple of times. I came through. Yeah, ask the children, uh, the children of God back in the Exodus. You know, I was flexing all the time back in that thing, man. Yeah, just stunting on them other guys, on them false guys out here. I was just stunting here and there. You know, I just show up here. Now, did you read about how I am in heaven? Yeah, that's me. I'm that one God. Come on, man. Tired of everybody disrespecting the uh, the God of this. Man, come on, man. Stop disrespecting God like that. And there is one mediator between God and man. So he said there's only one mediator, one lawyer. Yeah, there's only one lawyer who, who can argue for you. Yeah, you can call all the best lawyers you want, but they can't even argue this for you. There's only one who can argue this for you. 
I'm sorry. All the other ones, they can't argue for you. Whoever they names it, I don't even want to mention their names because it's, it's not important according to the scripture. According to the word of God, why he say, why he introduce us to none of them other names that we be out here worshiping? These are the mountains that our generation got to go over. These are the mountains that our generation has to tear down. These false gods. We idol worshiping man. We idol worshiping people. But the scripture is telling us there's only one mediator between God and man. And who is it? Clear as day to say the man, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. And we trying to eliminate him in our culture. We trying to eliminate the man who can talk to God for us or who can get us right with God. Because right now, without Christ Jesus, we got beef with God. We got beef. We got beef with God. Let me look up. Just a moment, y'all. You ain't got to look at these verses, you know what I mean? Give me a second, y'all. Let me go ahead and read these verses real quick, though. Uh, Galatians chapter, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promise. By which he has granted us his precious and very great promises. Do you know those promises? I know you holding on to the promise of what your boyfriend said. I know you holding on to the promise what your boss said to you or what your girlfriend said, but do you know the promises of what God said to you? If you don't, get in your word and find out what they are. Study to show thyself approved that you do know the promises of God. Claim those promises. Walk in those promises. Live for those promises. Manifest those promises. Have faith in those promises. Fight for those promises. You fighting for the wrong thing. That's why you keep losing. Coming up short. Never being fulfilled. You fighting for something that can't fill you. You fighting for something that can't sustain you. You fighting for something that can't give you purpose. by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. The mercies of God, you barely escaped. Some of us are barely escaping. We still trying to escape. We still trying to escape the corruption that is in the world. Yeah, we, we, we got one foot in and one foot out. So we really like, we trying to escape, but we really ain't there yet. 
I'm going to need you to start crying out to God because you got a mountain in front of you. I'm going to need you to start weeping, crying out to God, fasting and praying that you can get over that mountain. Because as the word says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21, it says, I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things would not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who are trying and steal, you know, you barely escaping. You still got one foot in, one foot out. You ain't gonna be able to inherit the kingdom of God. And I, and I'm, he's serious about his word, y'all. And I don't want y'all to be out here like that. I'm not trying to be out here like that. I'm not trying to be out here like that, y'all. So we got to start facing the realities of scriptures. We got to get out these falsehoods in our lives. I just gave y'all a whole bunch of scriptures. The word of God just spoke to a whole bunch of y'all. The sword just came through, hit you dead in your face, cut you open. I know you're bleeding right now, but the doctor can heal you. With the same scriptures. <laughs> That's cold. He called it like that though. Ephesians chapter two and three says, Ephesians chapter two and verse three says, among whom we all once live in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. That's a destructive way to live, a stressful way to live, to just keep carrying out the desi desires of the body and the mind. Because obviously we follow our body most of the time when we in that, that, that corruption of the world, we're just doing what our body want. And when we do what our body want, what our body want, it brings stress to the mind. It confuses the mind. You know, can I let's just say that, can I be honest with you? A lot of our, we, we don't want to admit this. Because we're very prideful and we, again, don't want to face reality as humans. But a lot of mental health issues that's going on in our society, do you know where they come from? Sin. S-I-N. That's why we have a lot of mental health issues going on. We're bound by sin. That's what it does to the mind. It brings stress on the mind. It brings confusion to the mind. The mind can't even be focused. You see what I'm saying? It brings that type of thing to the mind. And we trying to, you know, explain it away about it happened when we was a child and this what happened. And I understand that. But you know what? What else happened when we was just when we was the child? What else happened? Psalms 51 and verse 5. This is what else happened when we was a child. I was brought forth in iniquity. And sin, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That's what else happened when we was a child. So that's what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. This thing right here with S-I-N, sin, this is serious. This sinful nature that we have is destruction. We can't focus.
2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When you're walking in the spirit, you have a sound mind. But when you are being controlled by your sinful nature, your mind begins to be confused. Your mind starts to start thinking different ways that the, the, the spirit helps you think with a sound mind. You having confusion lately? You can't think straight lately? What kind of sin you been involved in for most of your life? And, and it's, it's most of us, we've been involved in these sins like majority of our life. We never took a break from them. We never lay them down. We never turned from them. We think this is just the way of life. Your whole life you haven't thought clear. Your whole life you haven't even thought about the purpose of God. You haven't even thought about what God wants you to do. For some of y'all listening, this may be your first time hearing this type of message of repentance, of turning from your sin and asking God to forgive you, to wash you. You know the purpose for your life? To be holy, like God. To be like Christ. And we trying to be like Christ. You know, he says, if we, we, we keep our mind on Christ, he'll keep us in perfect peace, y'all. That's what I'm trying to say when we haven't, our minds need to be on in, in, in Christ. And I'm saying, really be in Christ. You having, you, you having mental breakdowns and you having confusion in your mind because your mind is not stayed on Christ. You give him probably, what, a Sunday? But what you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? And even on Sundays, you really not there. You there just trying to fulfill a religious duty. Check some boxes off and say, you know, oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm all good with God. Come on, y'all. We got we got to repent. Again, we got to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Our lives, man, we, we're, we're not getting the best out of, out of our lives. We live in mediocre lives. And, the, and let me tell you, the best for your life, if you're a believer, is not in some type of uh, house. 
that's gonna be given over to somebody else when you uh but become worm food. When you go six feet under that house that you uh slaving over. That house that you just that you idolizing. That's not your best. You thought that was that you thought that was God, what God created you just to oh, just to get you a house and a car and a nice little 401k. Come on, man. What kind of God are you serving? That's a smile. If that's all that he created us to do, you know, get married, get a house, have some kids, get a dog, get two cars and go on vacation every year. Come on, man. You can keep that life. You can keep that. That's the true Michelle. I ain't trying to have that. Shout out to that movie, though. It was good. Anyways, ain't nobody trying to have that. Y'all can have that. The American dream. That ain't nothing but a nightmare. That I'm desperately trying to wake up from. I want the kingdom of God in his righteousness. And if you are a believer, that's what you got to be going after. The kingdom of God and all his righteousness. You got too much in you, believer. What are you doing? Do you understand? You got too much in you. You know you haven't been uh, your best yet. You know you haven't. God got so much prepared for you, and I just want to see it. Man, I want to see it so much. I just want to see just... it so much. I want y'all to keep on striving, keep on pushing, keep on encouraging people. Keep on speaking life into people, speaking this word into people. Telling people about what God has done for you. That's the one of the best things you can do in this life is tell people what God has done for you. That should be a goal. We in here got relationship goals and uh, future goals and where you want to be in five years. How you know where you going to be at? Wherever God want, wherever uh, God want me to be, that's where I'm going to be. That's a goal. Where I want to be in five years is uh, not in bondage to sin. That's where I want to be. Where you see yourself in the next 10 years, walking with God. Period. Now I, I I know that, but I'm saying like where you where you where you want to be at? How much walking with God? Jesus, when he was down, he wasn't asking people those questions. Wasn't worried about where you go be at and what kind of house you go have and what kind of car you go have and where you go. He wasn't asking those type of questions. He was about the father's business. Kingdom business. And that's what we should be about. Kingdom business. Because when we're about kingdom business, we stay ready. So when God ready to call us home, we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. I got to ask you, believer, are you ready? Are you getting ready daily? Are you putting on Christ daily? 
I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready. So you don't have to get ready whenever he calls you home. It's the underground. Keep your head up. I'm out. <laughs> 